0: Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Today on the podcast, we have Cass Kim, who actually reached out to us over Instagram. She's on Instagram at PACV speech, and we'll give you all that information at the end. Um, But we're so excited to have her here. She is going to be talking about the children's books that she makes, as well as her own experiences in private practice. So we're really excited to talk with her. Cass, thanks so much for coming on here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Course, yeah. So I guess the first thing we want to know is just your background as an SLP, and just kind of the current setting that you're working in right now.
2: Sure. Um, so I've been a speech language pathologist for about ten years now. Uh, I actually have primarily worked with adults, even though I write children's books. Oh, cool. Um I. Yeah, I really like working with dysphagia, like being able to be there when people have their first like bite of food in months is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have had some really amazing experiences working with children as well. Currently, I work in private practice I'm the assistant manager at Ohana speech therapy clinic um, and we see everything across the whole span. So I'm the only one who treats adults currently sometimes the owner Hannah does, um, but mostly we treat children primarily at that clinic.
1: Isn't it amazing that we as speech therapists can do that like vast array Mm -hmm. of things. I just, it always blows my mind because I love working with both populations too. I like can't decide which I like working better with. Um, but I just think it's so cool because it's like a completely different job with adults versus kids.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's so much variety in our skill set and our knowledge. It's a little bit daunting sometimes I think to keep up with the current research. Um, but it's also a nice reminder, like, oh, I'm going to treat this. I haven't treated this in a while. I'm going to take a CEU for it. Like-
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Especially in a position like that where, so I work in an elementary school, so I really only have to keep up on like school age things. Plus my private practice is like primarily early intervention. But, you know, all of that kind of falls in the same area. But if you're doing across the lifespan, that is a lot to keep up with for sure oh yeah I yeah, love it that's
1: for sure <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I know so, I was reading
2: or, or, oh,
1: sorry. sorry go ahead
2: <laughs> no I was gonna say I was I almost said reading but I meant listening to your um podcast the other day and I was um I didn't realize I'm from Michigan originally and I didn't realize huh? that they had changed the stance on dyslexia in school systems for speech pathologists so that like really makes me think about the need to continue use and broaden the scope of practice and yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. I know it's always changing, always changing. That's for sure.
1: So we love hearing and talking to SLPs and private practices because Rachel and I both have like a private practice on the side that we do along with our job. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your position with private practice and kind of how you got into that role? Sure. Um, So
2: I've actually known Hannah for several years now. Oh gosh, probably like five or six years now. Um, We started working together when she trained me for home health um, with adults. Um, And then I kind of helped her bounce ideas around as she was getting ready to start her private practice. We like would write blog posts together and different things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And then I took a job at an acute rehab hospital and I was just Oh my gosh just so busy yeah. the hours are insane <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um so we kind of like we were like texting every once a while but not a, not like we had been and then when COVID hit there were some issues with um just protection and stuff like that um availability of safety materials um so I ended up leaving the hospital job that I was in and Hannah was like hey guess what I would love to have you I've been waiting <laughs> oh, <yay. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so it worked out really well. Um, And I really like the clinic. Um, It's a very quiet clinic in a medical building, which is nice. Um, So a lot of our neighbors are like doctors and pediatricians, um, dentists, you know, all the things that work well with us. And it's just like our whole philosophy is it's called ohana because that means family in hawaiian and it's like our whole yeah our whole philosophy is that we get to like actually like spend the time and get to know our patients and like all of our therapists get to set their own schedule so that nobody's feeling that like overwhelming crush of like my caseload is so big i'm so burnt Mm -hmm. out i have no time for me like it's just really about caring for people across
0: both sides of the job right that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii is a dream by the way. I'm so envious side note that you live there. <laughs> um, I went for 2 weeks and I did not want to come home. Um, that is
2: really beautiful.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we connected on Instagram like Claire said earlier and we see that you make amazing children's books. Can you tell us a little bit how that idea started for you and just about the books themselves that you create?
1: Sure.
2: Um, So the books that I create um, are, they're called phonological and articulation children's books. And the six books that we have created so far are all in the speech sound series. So I'm leaving it open to possibly do another line within that book line, like a different series within the book line
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, in the future but Kavena my illustrator did six books in one year it's mm-hmm. amazing but she definitely needs a break <laughs> right because, like that's a lot to ask of somebody you know especially something creative like being an artist right um so the books each go by articulatory placement for phonics learning basically mm-hmm. um so our first book, Wendy's Winter Walk, does all of the bilabial sounds. And then we have Ted and Tina Adopt a Kitten, which are T, D, and N. Greg and his Gecko Go Kayaking, which is K and G. We have Stephanie's Spectacular Aquarium Visit, which is s blends. And uh, Theo chooses to help, which is the and cha digraphs. And then our last book, which is actually coming out on the 20th of this month is Lily, Lana and the Exploracorn. And they, that is the L and R sounds. Okay. Yeah. And I got the idea because as I said, I kind of left my hospital job in the midst of the pandemic last year. And I was, my best friend also had a baby at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> So I was Lots of um, things. Yeah, so many things. Right. So I was at her house one day, like with my nice flexible schedule. Now and um, we were just chatting and she was trying to figure out like daycare. Right. Um, you know, she got to be home with the baby longer than a lot of new parents get to just because of the pandemic. But when it was time to make that decision, she was very fearful of putting the baby somewhere where they didn't consistently use face masks. Mm -hmm. And then she was fearful that the use of the face mask would set back a lot of her gains that she had had. Because I mean, she was one of those moms who's just so incredible, like she's so patient and she's always talking Mm -hmm. like she's like a model, like everything that I would tell parents to do, she was already doing like I didn't even get to use my speech skills. Yeah, but um, yeah, oh my gosh, they're the cutest. But um, anyways, we were talking about that and I was like, you know, I wonder if there's something that we could have at home for parents to do that just as part of the normal routine, right? Because almost every parent reads with their child at least, you know, a couple times a week. And um, so I thought, why don't we do kind of some of the stuff we would do, like focusing on where we're making the sound, how we're making the sound, what it sounds like, what words we hear it in only do it within a story that doesn't feel like work. That was the most important thing to me is it needed to feel just like a normal kid's book. So that's kind of that. how it was born. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it. It's such a smart idea. So you were just starting to talk about it but can you talk to us about the importance of literacy and how it can be incorporated into speech language therapy because we love books um we did it I think we've done several episodes all on books um and I know they are definitely our go-to so how do you use those uh in your sessions
2: um okay so this is kind of a like the question I was the most nervous about to be honest because I don't typically treat children actively like normally. Mm (laughs) <laughs> um, but the way that I'm intending for them to be used is that you could, if you're working on a specific sound placement, obviously you could pick the book for that. Um, and in the book, it talks about how the kid is shaping their mouth when they're making the sound. So it's part of the text and there's oh, also cool. like drawings. Yeah. So like Wendy's like whistling to make
1: her W sound and nice. Ted and Tina tap their tongue. Like, so it's Tina's- incorporated into the story. That is, is amazing. I love that.
2: Thank you. Um, So it's good for that. It's great for auditory bombardment. All of the books have, um, I think Greg and his gecko have the least. It's got 140 plus opportunities. Most of the books have like 200 opportunities to hear the targeted sounds. A lot.
1: That's amazing. A lot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But they also, the other thing I really tried to build into the books, aside from like the actual phonemic awareness, um, is another language component. So like Ted and Tina, you're looking at the cats from two attributes. Can you find the brown cat that's under the table? Um, And then like Greg and his gecko does some basic problem solving. So if we put a rock in the tub, what's gonna happen to it? Um, You know, it's gonna sink, I think, uh, kind of a thing. Oh
1: my um, gosh, it's so cute. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, So
2: it's got different little language components as well. Um, Theo chooses to help basically talks about looking at how your actions impact others and how small things can make a big difference. Um, Stephanie just talks about vocabulary for like aquarium creatures, like how crabs are crustaceans, which means that they wear their skeletons like a skin. (laughs) I love that. So cute. Thank you. And then um, Lily and Lana just is like a geography kind of thing where you go to three different spots in the U S and you learn about flora and fauna, not with those words, but so kind of like
1: teaching kids, like there's something beautiful everywhere you go. If you just look for it. I love that. That's amazing. So is there a certain age that it's meant for? I'm just curious if do you have like an age range that on the book,
2: Um, Yeah, so they kind of scale upwards. So we started with the younger sounds, Mm -hmm. the bilabials. Um, So those are pretty much like babies through early preschool, maybe late preschool, depending on the kid. Um, So they're a little bit shorter, they're a little bit simpler. And then the older books, the digraphs, the S blends and the L and R are a little bit longer text wise and they have a little bit more like thought processing and learning to them. Mm -hmm. And so those are more for like three to seven, I would say. And then each book also has helpful tips for parents pages in the back that's like sound specific and it talks about activities you can pair with the books, like, you know, making little memory cards and playing the memory game and practicing your sounds or like using like a, like an app with a a selfie Mm -hmm. app with a filter to like look Mm -hmm. at how your tongue is placed, but doing it in a fun way. Um, Things like that in the back for parents. And then I also make these. Um, busy hands kits, I call them. And primarily mm-hmm. they're for digital downloads. So you can like cut them out yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, they have these literacy strips where you can actually take pieces from the book art, like the characters, like Wendy, and you can put her on the strip, the literacy strip, and then put the letters that you hear around her, like "wh" at the start, you would put that in front of Wendy. And then like the
1: duh behind her, like Wendy kind of a thing. So it literally targets everything. It targets speech sounds, (laughs) phonics, language. Like that's amazing. I think I'm
0: I'm sitting here thinking how you got all of this done since the pandemic (laughs) started because- I'm also side note on your website. Looking at all of your books, the illustrations are gorgeous. So shout out to your illustrator, but yes, Kavenna. Yeah, I just like there is so much work that has clearly gone into each and every one of these, and I am just in awe of you right now.
2: Well, thank you. Um, I I got super lucky with Kavenna. You would never know it, but these are the first children's books she's ever illustrated. Mm. I actually know her because I worked with her husband who is a certified occupational therapy assistant. Oh. So I like brought up the idea and she's like, I don't know. I've never done it before, but I'll try. And she
1: just, and is is she, amazing. An
2: she is, she has a bachelor's in, um,
1: like okay. art illustration. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but that connection was perfect for what your vision was. So that's amazing. Like it all worked out how it was supposed yes. to. Yes. I could not be more grateful. kavenna's amazing.
2: She's oh. so kind, so nice, so talented. And she got all of that done with
1: you. Like Rachel said, a very I know short I'm short in time. awe. Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Um, well, <laughs> I know you, you. kind of said that you, you don't always work with the children's side of therapy, but can you talk a little bit about, I guess too, if these are more something that you envision would like SLPs would give to parents to use at home? Or do you think that SLPs could use this in in and during a therapy session to target goals?
2: Oh, you can definitely use it in therapy. Yeah. Um, my intention was that it could be both because okay. um, when I was making them, I was thinking about all the times that I have, you know, done a pickup session for somebody with an artic mm-hmm. kid or mm-hmm. something like that. And I've been like, gosh, I really wish I had a book on hand that I could just be yeah. like, this has this ton of this sound. Like, right. you know, um. So that's part of what like prompted me to try to put so many different like speech goals within the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody at the clinic uses them regularly. I will say that they're always like, hey, can I grab this book? Can I grab that mm-hmm. book? Like our owner has like a whole stack of them in her office. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so it's, it's great for, you know, maybe even, I was actually thinking the other day about how nice it would be to create a book line for like apraxia, cause it's so hard nice. to target. Um, but I was thinking like some of these books would actually be nice for like, if they're having a really tough session, you work them hard for like 15 minutes. You're like, I'm going to give you just a break.
1: Yeah. You know, absolutely. the books would still be, you
2: know, applicable to their goals. Mm-hmm. But well, something later.
1: And talk about like minimalism therapy too. Like for a school SLP, mm-hmm. I feel like Rachel,
0: Yeah. I feel like
1: I would just take the book to all of my yeah. classes and just use that for every kid that I saw in that day. And you can target all of the goals that you're working on. So it's very, it's, you can be very productive with one material. So that's
0: really cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey Cass, I'm curious, have you used your own book in your own session with someone? I have not. <gasps> you um, have okay. to. <laughs> I know,
2: I know. I did a pickup session just on Friday, like a last minute pickup for an Arctic kid or a kid who was struggling with articulation issues with us. And I was like, I want to use Stephanie with them. And then they were like, oh, I've read this so many times. I love all your books. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know who I am.
0: (laughs) You're like a celebrity. Wait, that's awesome. (laughs) That's so cool though. I love that. Yeah. That's like the ultimate power move. I love it. (laughs) So great. So um, Cass, where can our listeners find you, your books, uh, your website, Um, Yeah. So our website is pacbspeech.org.
2: So that's that P-A-C-B speech.org. And uh, our books are like everywhere, actually. Right now they're on target only for two days. So the podcast will be after this, but they're on target for a buy two, get one free right now. That's hardcover and paperback. Um, We're on Barnes and Nobles. We're in Walmart. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere. Of course, Amazon. And Amazon has the eBooks for all of them, which are perfect for telehealth. Um, they show up beautifully on the screen, full color, all of that.
1: Um, you're everywhere. Yeah. How did you get, I've, I'm, I'm going to echo Rachel here, but that's amazing. How did you get so many places? I'm just curious. Cause I don't know that side of things, but how yeah. were you able to get in such huge de- stores like target in itself and Amazon and things like that? I feel like to me would be really hard to get onto, but maybe it's not.
2: Um, it's not as hard as you think. Okay. Um, so I've been publishing for a while now. I actually have a young adult trilogy that oh, I cool. unfortunately wrote about a virus before the pandemic. Oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of hard to market now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I had already self-published on Amazon. I actually have okay. this um, charity anthology series that we do every fall for Halloween. All of the profits get donated to charity. We just hit $5,000 for the ASPCA. Awesome. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like this year, the book this year goes to um, Rest in Peace Medical Debt, which buys bulk medical debt and pays it off for like pennies on the dollar or yeah, pennies on the dollar. Um, So that's this year's book. But so I was already familiar with publishing. I'd already published through Amazon. So going wide to bigger stores and stuff is it's harder. You have to do a different system than Amazon. Um, But as long as you have like a really high quality product like if it Mm -hmm. looks like a a real book like a book I shouldn't say a real book (laughs) but you know what I mean like a book that would be published by legit yeah 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 um then you're more likely to get into stores and I mean I will say like for Walmart and Target it's pretty much online only at this point Mm -hmm. Um, I think you have to have a third-party distributor to actually get on the shelves
1: Okay. But that's still, again, impressive that you are so many places in such a short amount of time. So that's, that's very cool. So do you have, I know you were kind of talking about one, one that's coming out, the new one, the LNR one is coming out, right? Yes. Yeah. And do you have plans beyond that, that you, you don't have to share if you don't want to, but <laughs> just <laughs> okay. kidding.
2: Um, I don't right now, you know, there is, of course, like startup costs to any Mm -hmm. business. And so I'm kind of writing that out right now to see what happens with the book series. If it continues to do well, then I would like to look at doing some language concept sort of books Mm -hmm. or different aspects to it. Um, Part of that will depend on if Kavena wants to do more illustrating or not because she has her own like full-time job too right. Right. Um, <laughs> or if i wanted to do a different illustrator for a different series i mean there's a lot of factors but i yeah. certainly love doing the children's book thing mm-hmm. like i did some readings at libraries this summer and it was just mm-hmm. it was
0: really cool
1: yeah well you are incredible and these books look amazing i'm putting them in my target card yeah, right i'm now, spiraling
0: so. right now i just bought greg and his gecko on amazon Thank you. I, <laughs> I did. I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: it's amazing. And I'm so Thank excited you. for people, for our listeners to hear about it. Because again, we've, I think we've probably been following you on Instagram for a while now, but I didn't know as in depth about your story on these books. And I just think it's so, it's so great to hear about it from you because I think it, ex- you explained it so well and it's such a great product. So. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for being on here. That's all we have for you, but we'll make sure that, um, we link all of Cass's stuff, um, her website and her books and her handle, Instagram handle on, um, our, uh, things on Instagram as well. So you can find her there and Cass, is it okay if our listeners ask you questions, like if we forward them to you, if they have any questions? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you.
2: Bye. Thank you. I appreciate
0: you guys too. Bye. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. speech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speech is super sweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow.
1: And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me kindly speech LLC at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast that you can email us with suggestions, or if you or someone, you know, wants to be on the podcast, that's let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.